welcome to the Service Industry Podcast. I've spent the last decade as a CEO, operator, and business builder selling tens of millions of dollars in products and services. I, just like many of you, started with nothing. My mission for this podcast is to help you become the greatest version of yourself, help you grow and scale your business, and create the life you've always dreamed of. I'm your host, Matt Smith. Enjoy the episode. What is going on, guys? Matt here from the Service Industry Podcast. I hope you guys are doing well. I got a good episode today, and I get to tell you guys about my weekend. I had a a wild, fun, last-minute weekend, Um, and I want to share some lessons I learned this weekend. I think it will be uh, motivating and beneficial for you guys. But before we dive in, I want to welcome anybody who is new to the show. Welcome to the Service Industry Podcast. My name is Matt Smith, and uh, we've had this podcast now for, gosh, I don't know, four or five years, and we are helping people who own local home service businesses grow and scale their companies and become more financially free and to have more freedom in their time. So if you've landed here and you own a business, you have found the right podcast. For all my return listeners, welcome back. Glad to have you. Excited for you guys to hear this. And as always, you guys know I don't make any money on the show. So if you could do me one massive favor in return and leave a review wherever you listen to the podcast, it would mean the world to me. It helps us grow the show and it helps us reach and help more business owners just like yourself. Um, So, oh gosh, I don't know, probably about a week ago, Um, I got a chance to, uh, I guess, get offered a chance to go to St. Louis this past Saturday. And I got to go to the Arte Syndicate. For those of you that don't know what that is, it's a business comp. Um, It's ran by uh, Ed Milet and Andy Frisella. And it was a last minute thing. If I'm being honest, I didn't even know what was going on. Um, But there were some business owners in town that were going. And uh, I was lucky enough to get to go with them. So it was quite the experience. Um, We flew private down there, which was really great. I got to leave my house a half hour before uh, our plane took off. Don't have to go through security. You literally pull up to the gate, get out of your truck, walk to the plane, hop on, nothing, right? And so that was awesome. Um, I got to fly uh, into St. Louis. And then when we left, we got to fly back home same day, got to sleep in my bed, dude. It was just, it was the works and it was awesome. Um, and so that was a new experience for me. So first things first is like, I went for the conference, but there was six of us on the the private plane and it was about an hour and 45 minute flight both ways. And so we got to really network and kind of mastermind, I guess, on the plane both ways. And, and the conference was lights out, insane, awesome. And I'll dive into that here in a minute. But the plane ride was just as good, man. I got to meet, um, I only knew one one guy, one guy on the plane. Uh, and I got to leave with five new friends and um, you know business owners who are in our area crushing uh, that I didn't know. And so that was just as big of a reason for me to go as the conference itself. Um, one of the guys specifically, well, well two of them actually, uh, the one I know is he's the number one, uh, owns the number one real estate brokerage in Michigan. Um, they do hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars in sales every year. And the other guy, uh, Chris, he'll be on the podcast as well. 
um, him and his family specialize in, they buy franchises like Planet Fitnesses. Uh, and they've owned hundreds of franchises, Smoothie King, um, and, and a few others. And we'll dive into those in the episodes coming up, but they do uh, close to $150 million a year in revenue. So some big, big players on the planes, right? And so I got to network with these guys and, and I've got a notebook just full of stuff, man. And I, I got to the conference feeling inspired as all get out. Like it was awesome. And then I got to go to the conference. It was an all-day or- ordeal. Basically, they have um, they have a morning session. They have a two-hour break for lunch and then an afternoon session. Um, and so basically, we went to lunch, came back, did the afternoon session, uh, went to dinner in, uh, just outside of St. Louis, Chesterfield, and then hopped on, hopped on the plane and, and flew back home. And so... Uh, just the the ability to be around like-minded individuals who are doing things, big things is next level. Like it was so refreshing and I'm nobody special, but it is hard to find people that have built businesses the size that I've built, especially in my area. So it was it was so valuable for me to be around people that were doing, you know, nine figures in revenue. Um, and I, I learned a lot, but basically what I want to do on today's episode is I want to break down the talks and I'm probably going to do multiple episodes so they don't go super long. I know you guys like these quick, you know, 15, 20 minute episodes. Um, but basically, I want to break each talk down by the speaker because I wrote, I took notes on everything that I thought was valuable for me in the time, and I'm going to relay this to you. So I spent three grand to do this in one day, right? I'm, we left at seven. We were back by uh, 9.45-ish. So you know, 13, 14 hours, I spent $3,000. Now, one thing I want to say to you guys is some of you guys are so cheap, you won't even spend two or $300 to hop on a phone call with somebody that you know is doing bigger things than you and has the answers you need, right? I was willing to spend $3,000 for one day because I know that all I need is one nugget. And by the way, I got, I've got i just got pages and pages of notes here that, that I dive through. All I needed is one of these nuggets to pay for that $3,000 over time. And that's just how it works. Like if you guys were to take one thing away from somebody doing something bigger than you, it's worth 10 grand all day, easily, right? And so quit being so freaking cheap because you're gonna lose. You just are. Like being around these big players in this conference, you guys, was insane. The energy was insane. I mean, there's guys there like Andy Frisilla, his one company first formed us $600 million a year in sales, okay? And there was tons of people there that own service companies, tons, Um, a lot of these guys got to ask questions. Um, and I will say this out of all the speakers, they did Q and a, uh, the most common, I guess, uh, what would you call it? Not every question is the exact same, but like the most common topic that was being brought up was employees. Everybody is struggling finding good help right now. It is just, it is just a fact across all industries, e-commerce service, whatever it's hard is F. And so that was actually in a way encouraging because I know many of us feel like, well, maybe it's just hard because we own a service business and we arbitrage labor and all this kind of stuff, but it's hard with everybody. But I'm in this room of 1,500 entrepreneurs and it is like electric in that room. And just being around like-minded people was insane. I got to meet a ton of new people. It was just good, man. It was so, so good. So I'm just going to literally read each, each point. I wrote down and kind of explained what that meant to me. Um, I would suggest some of you guys taking notes here because I'm giving you really $3,000 over the next couple podcasts for free. Um, Because 
no offense, but I didn't see any of you guys there. And I'm wondering why. Like, a lot of us talk a big game. Like, we we want to win and we want to do this big thing with our business, but then we're too damn cheap to do anything uh, to make it actually happen. And I'm telling you guys, man, you've got to get around some bigger people in your life. If you do not get around people doing massive things, you will never do anything massive. And like, I'm just going to be blunt because this conference, it woke me the F up. Like it was blunt as it comes. Andy Frisella's talk about kicked me in the nuts. And if you want to do big things, you better get your shit together, man. That's all I'm saying. Because being cheap and playing it safe is going to end you up in the loser pool. It just is. Not one person I met when not one person I heard talk played it safe. And so I'm going to talk about Ed's talk a little bit today. And like I said, I'm just going to rock through these points. Um, so he he brought up on the screens two videos. And one was like a merry-go-round type thing where your kids sit on a horse and it goes in a circle. You see them in the mall sometimes. like, um, And there were some parents standing on them. And, and when the kids and parents got off, the parents' faces were, weren't like smiling. They weren't laughing. They, they weren't even happy, right? They weren't excited. And then they, he had a video of a roller coaster. And this roller coaster went way up, 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 and then down, 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 up, 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 down, down, down. But when the people got off the roller coaster, they were screaming and jumping and high-fiving and, and laughing and, and screaming, let's do it again. And he, I wrote this down. It says, the entrepreneur path is sp- supposed to be like a roller coaster. How many of you guys have felt like in your entrepreneurial journey, your business and your life feels like a roller coaster? And then how many of you guys go, man, I can't wait for the day where my life doesn't feel like that anymore, where I get all my systems in place and I build my biggest, my business to be big enough and I get the right people in place and, and everything will start to feel more consistent and the highs and the lows will become less. Ed said, I hate to break it to you guys, but being an entrepreneur is supposed to feel like a roller coaster. And not only is it supposed to feel like a roller coaster, it's the reason why we do it. It's because we crave the highs and the lows. We, 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 crave, we crave the hustle to, to get to where we want to go. And then when we fall and stumble and, or when the market gets bad or when the economy tanks and our business goes down, we get excited about building it back up. And then we go down and we build it back up. And, and as entrepreneurs, that's like a high for us. And so I wrote that down. The entrepreneurial path is supposed to be like a roller coaster. So stop, stop with this, this theory of one day everything's just going to be consistent because it's not. Um, I wrote down, you're not to blame, but you're responsible for everything in your life. He said, you are responsible for 100% of the things in your life. And then he said, you know, you, you may be saying, but that, that wasn't my fault. Like that one thing that happened, the divorce that went my, that, that was in my life, the girl that cheated on me, the business that failed because whatever, that wasn't my fault. There was nothing I can do. And he said, it's not your fault, but you're still responsible for it. And that really hit me because I've, I've always said, man, I'm responsible for everything in my life, Right. And I've taken responsibility for everything in my life. But I'm, I, I, after hearing that, I said, you are responsible, but it's not all your fault. Now, you know whether something's your fault or not, right? But the girl who cheated on you because she's a hoe, <laughs> the, the business that failed because your business partner robbed you, like that's not your fault, but you're still responsible for it. What lessons can you take from that? What can you learn from that, right? Um, he said, I or me is just a collection of memories or stories from your life. So anytime you use the term I or me, it's just a collection of memories or stories from your life. 
I thought that was really deep. I also wrote down responsibility is the ability to respond. So if you cut the word responsibility in half and you add a letter here or there, what does it spell? Ability to respond. And he talked about this for a long time. He said, in fact, one of his major reasons for being as successful as he is, is because of his ability to respond to things. What is your ability when it comes to responding to things? Are you good at responding to hard things in your life and in your business? And if not, what do you need to do to get better? I have written down here, you have a responsibility to listen to your heart. And if you change the questions you ask yourself, you'll change your life. I'm going to say that again. You have the responsibility to listen to your heart. If you change the questions you ask yourself, you will change your life. What are the questions you're asking yourself every single day? How can you change those questions to rework the framework in your mind? What kind of questions can you start asking yourself that set you up to succeed? If you change the questions you ask yourself, you'll change your life. He told this story, and if you guys listen to Ed Milet, you may have heard it before. He's, um, this is early, early days for him. He's just getting started in his career, and he's running down the beach. And he's got this guy that's running towards him. And he says early in the morning, like the sun's just coming up. And this guy doesn't have a shirt on, super hairy dude. He's like, the only thing I can think of is like, just don't let this guy rub up against you. And when the guy gets close, uh, he realizes it's Wayne Dyer. And that Wayne Dyer's way before my time. So I don't, I don't know the guy and it's irrelevant. It doesn't matter. But all you got to know about the guy is that he was, um, he was basically someone that helped transform lives. Right. And when, when Ed saw it was him, like that was his hero back then. And the guy passes him and he says, Mr. Dyer, you changed my life. He yells it. And, and, and the guy's got headphones on and he turns around and he looks at Ed and he says, I highly doubt that you changed your life. But if I was a small part of it, that makes me happy. And, and the guy turns around and starts talking to Ed and, and Ed said, you know, we sat down on the beach and we talked for like an hour and 45 minutes. And, and, you know, you can picture whoever your, your, you know, business, you know, whatever is your, your favorite business person is imagine crossing them on the beach and sitting down with them for an hour and 45 minutes and telling them your story and, and, and breaking everything down and them giving you advice. And the guy told Ed, he said, you know, Ed, I know you're going to do big things. And Ed was like, you know, wow, I, I really appreciate that. But why? He goes, it's not because your skill set. It's not because you're good at selling. It's not because you're a good leader. It's because you have good intentions. And those who have good intentions and those who do what they do because they have good intentions always win big. And he said, you need to attach your confidence to your intentions. What are your intentions? Is your intentions just to make a bunch of money? Is your intentions uh, self-serving or are your intentions to actually help people? Are your intentions to actually change people's lives? When I started my service business, and, and I'm sure I could dig this up in one of my notebooks, one of my goals was I want to employ as many people as possible in my local community. This wasn't an ego thing for me. Like I wanted to create jobs for people and help change people's lives and put people in a work environment that they actually enjoyed and they could thrive in right? And by no means does every person that ever worked for me love me. 
But there's one thing that's that's for sure true is my intentions have always been really good. And so I thought him saying, you have to attach your confidence to your intentions. When most people are attaching their confidence to their work, to the things they do, to their abilities, to their skill sets. But what happens when you go into that business deal and you lose? What happens when you try to close that job and somebody else gets it? What happens when somebody outsells you? What happens when one of your employees leave you a bad review and they're, they're pissed off at you? What happens when a customer tells you you're a piece of trash? What happens to your confidence if it's attached to all those things? It falls. But if your confidence is attached to your intentions and your intentions are always pure, it doesn't matter if you win every business deal. It doesn't matter if you win that big bid. It doesn't matter if that employee quits on you because they think you're a, a bad boss or whatever the case is because your confidence isn't attached to that. It's attached to your intentions. And man, I wish I had this, this even a year ago because I've been through some stuff in business. And if, I, if my confidence was attached to my intention rather than my skill set, I would have gotten through those times so much better. This was one of the most profound things right here I wrote down. He said, you are most qualified to help the people you used to be like. And I was like, wow. Because how often do we feel like we aren't qualified because of our past? How often have you thought of your past and said, man, I went to jail. Man, I didn't graduate high school. Man, I failed in that relationship or that marriage. Man, I, I had that business before and it didn't work out. It failed. And we, we qualify ourselves based on what we've done in the past. But what we really need to realize is our past is what qualifies us. It should be the exact opposite. You went through a hard breakup and you got through it in a healthy way. You become a better person because of it. Guess what? You are qualified to help people that are going through a hard time because they lost somebody in a breakup. You had a failed marriage and you came out on the other side healthy and figured out how to be happy and you fixed your problems and you became a better person. Guess what? That qualifies you to help people that are going through, through a hard time because of a divorce. You have a failed business. That qualifies you to help people that are failing in business and to learn how to navigate through those hard waters. Our past qualifies us. That's it, man. I thought that was so freaking powerful. That's a, that's a huge thing for me. How often have I thought to myself, yeah, but I, I, didn't, build the, I didn't build it to eight figures yet, right? Like I, I built it to seven figures. But then when I think back, I think back when I had a six-figure business, yeah, but it's not seven figures. And then now it's seven figures. Yeah, but it's not eight figures. Like, why would anyone want to listen to me? It's not eight figures. Well, <laughs> how many people are there that haven't hit seven figures? And you are more than qualified to help people go from six figures to seven figures, right? And so your past qualifies you. And I want you guys to know that. Now, I, I debated going through this or not in this episode, and I think I'm going to rifle through them real quick just to kind of get you guys thinking, and then I'm going to do a whole nother episode and breaking them down because it'll be long. But Ed talked about this, and he called it the 10 levels of mastery, and I wrote all these down. And, and I suggest you guys write these down too. 
Um, and like I said, we're going to go deep on a, on a different episode with them, but I want you guys to write these down and then I want you to star ne- put a star next to them, uh, next to each one that you think you need to improve on. Now for me, it's almost all of them, just being honest. So I'm going to rifle through these and then that'll get your brain ticking for our next episode. So the 10 levels of mastery and, and he put it in this order on purpose. The first one is the power of energy. So write that down, the power of energy. Number two is the power of physiology and vitality. If you don't know what those words mean, look them up in the dictionary. Number three is the power of emotional and psychological strength. I like that one. That's something that I have been working on tremendously over the last six months. Number four, the power of connecting and caring. Number five, the power of planning and effective decision-making. This one is massive. Number six, power of vision and purpose. Number seven, the power of massive action and momentum. I love that one. Number eight, the power of will and resilience. Number nine, love this one too, the power of extraordinary environment. Man, you guys have got to learn how to create an extraordinary environment. And number 10, the power of one more. So if you guys need to rewind that and, and rip through that, go write that down. And I want you to start thinking about those things. And I'm going to go into detail on those in, in one of the next episodes. And so those are the notes I had written down for Ed's, Ed's talk. And um, those were just the things that stood out to me. There was a million other things I could have written down. I just wrote down the things that really spoke to my heart. But I want you guys to kind of think about some of those things I talked about. And long story short, Man, the thing I took away, I'm, I'm going to say this too from Andy's talk because it, it was kind of meshed with Ed's at the end. I just said the power of an extraordinary environment. When you get in a room full of 1,500 entrepreneurs and they're, they're, they're hungry, man, nobody's there paying money because they don't want to be there. Everyone wants to be there and everyone wants to do something big, right? Um, nobody's there on accident. Everybody's there on purpose and everyone's happy to be there. That environment is electric. Like it is somewhere I wish, I wish I could bottle up that energy and sell it to people because it is so life-giving. Like you leave there, not motivated, but fulfilled and just, just filled up because you are surrounded by like-minded people. And we as entrepreneurs have a really hard time finding that. So when you're in a room full of like-minded people, it, it gives you this feeling that I can't explain. And Andy was talking about how it's our job to create that that extraordinary environment inside of our businesses, okay? Whatever that feeling is I felt there on Saturday, I need to learn how to create inside of my own company. And not every person is going to be be perfect at, um, at giving this energy off inside of your business, but you need to be. And you need to learn how to set that environment so it's, a, it's an environment people want to be a part of. And, and I'm sure nobody listening to this has ever been to uh, Andy Frisella's headquarters. But you walk in that place and it feels electric. Why? Because he's created an extraordinary environment. He has standards, not only for his business, but for the people that work there. The people there, the high level management people are all in shape. They're fit as they come. They have high standards for themselves. The people they're married to, the relationships in, they're in, they support them, right? They're attractive people, not just physically, but mentally and emotionally. He sets a high standard and so he attracts people that uh, enjoy that environment. 
But for some of us in our home service companies, we're like, oh, I own a window cleaning business. I can't do that. Bull, dude, you can do that. Is it going to be on a smaller scale? Maybe, but who cares? In some ways, it's easier. And in some ways, it's actually better. Like it's actually, you can, you can make it feel like a family oriented team where when you have thousands and thousands of employees, that's, it's hard to do. It's almost impossible. And so I think you guys have a massive opportunity to create an extraordinary environment. And we'll go into that more when I go through Andy's talk, but I just wanted you to know that. And so I hope you guys take some of these pointers and, and think on them over the next week or so. And I hope you guys rewind this and write down the 10 levels of mastery so we can deep dive them and put a star next to every single one that you feel like you need work on. And then when we dive through them, you guys will have a little bit, you'll have had a little bit more time to kind of think them over and, and we'll dive deep. I'm super excited because I got a couple guests that I told you you're going to be coming on over the next week or two. And um, I think the way those guys think are going to blow your mind. The guy who owns the franchises is so smart, it's like scary. The conversations we were having, it was so life-giving for me because it was like, gosh, dude, the guy's just so smart. I was just soaking everything in. And I, I hope that um, I can interview him in a way that you guys get some of that. In fact, I, I know you will. And so I will see you guys on the next episode. If you ever have questions, you can email me. My email's in the show notes. And as always, if you need help with one-on-one coaching or marketing, That link is in the show notes as well, serviceindustrycoach.com. I'll see you guys in the next episode. Take care. Thank you for listening to this episode of the podcast. As always, if you need any help marketing your business or want to work with me directly doing one-on-one coaching, visit serviceindustrycoach.com. We'll see you on the next episode.